This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. On this episode of DWB, I continue our conversation on category design by discussing the law of category from the book, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by Al Reese and Jack Trout. All right, Gunny, get them ready. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide no fluff and high impact brand strategy and business coaching for veteran owned businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, founder of Ironbound Media and business coach at the Lions Pride. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Last week on the show, we talked about a veteran's guide to category design. And on this episode, I want to keep the conversation going by referencing a quote from a book, uh, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by Al Reese and Jack Trout. If you can't be first in a category, set up a new category you can be first in. And what's funny is um, the first time I was inclined to check out this book was because of a Tim Ferriss video. Um, he has this video where he talks about um, advice on starting a small business. And one of the first things he says is um, he advises that it's easiest to just set up a new category. And he references this chapter, I think it's chapter two from the book, um, to read, to understand, you know, how to think about this. And so, you know, I gave an overview of the category design process around framing the problem, naming the solution um, and evangelizing it. But I want you to conceptually think about, you know, um, the importance of this, because I'll tell you, I uh, just signed a new client, a soda brand, a better known soda brand. And one of the things that uh, I was encouraging him as we we're going through the brand probe was to really consider this whole category that we're positioning this product in. And now I keep my ear to the dirt regarding a lot of CPG brands, a lot of D to C brands. I subscribe to this uh, newsletter called uh, Thing Testing, and it's basically this online platform that uses uh, uh, you know, Instagram and its website to review uh, D2C products, and I watch a lot of beverage brands on there, right? And so I started looking at some of the beverage brands in this space, particularly around soda, and one of them, I forgot the name of it, it's this probiotic soda brand that just raised like $25 million. Right. And the key word is probiotic soda. That's the category. It's not trying to compete with Coca-Cola or uh, Pepsi, which is playing second fiddle. Um, it's creating an entirely new category um, altogether. Um, and I actually wrote a post on my LinkedIn about it. I think the brand is called da, 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 Poppy. Yeah, Poppy. So think about this. Raised $25 million for a new soda brand. And they took the time to create the category of probiotic soda. There's another brand. When I asked the client, I said, who is your aspirational identity? When you think about brands that, you know, you aspire to be like. And another uh, brand they referenced was Olipop. So sure enough, I go look at Olipop. 
And on the surface, it looks like another soda brand, but it's misleading because you look at their category. What is it? Sparkling tonic, right? And this goes back to what I said before. Competition is for suckers. The movers and the shakers in this entrepreneurial arena are positioning themselves as categories of one. There's a reason people, you know, say that they're the first uh, African-American or the first female, right? It's positioning you in a new light. And we can do the same thing um, around branding, but it takes a little work, right? It doesn't just magically happen. You have to be super um, intentional about it. And you got to hit that I believe button, right? I'm not asking you to do anything I haven't done myself. Again, black veteran entrepreneur, new category. Dog whistle branding, new category. I would even argue that myself, you know, I go by the reason I call myself Iron Mike Stedman is in the veteran space that stands out. Okay. Because I've spent a lot of time in this community. I'm thoroughly immersed in this community, right? I'm not trying to establish myself as another Iron Mike on the stage of like Iron Mike Tyson, but amongst the veteran entrepreneurial community, I'm Iron Mike Stedman. Okay. When I talk about boxing, right, I position myself differently relative to a lot of the, um, I don't know, other people in our space, right? It just hits different. There's a reason Ironbound constantly gets media attention because that boxing just hits different. It's a new um, category. And honestly, you know, on the nonprofit side of the house, one of the things that I need to do a better job of doing is introducing this category of the Courage Academy. Um, many of you know I got this fellowship to uh, Stanford University's Hoover Institution, um, a public policy think tank to promote the ideas of individual freedoms, um, what is it, um, free, the free market, et cetera. And, you know, one of the, the, the projects I pitched was this idea of building a boxing gym and incubator space in the heart of uh, downtown Newark. Now, there's a lot of boxing gyms out there, okay? There's some for-profit gyms. There's a few nonprofit gyms. I'm not the only one. But the in regards to, like, our entrepreneurship program, the mentorship we do, you know, really what we're doing around this whole movement to build champions in and out of the ring, a boxing gym, a boxing academy is too limiting for us. And I actually applied for a fellowship with Echo and Green. And even though I got all this um, this great branding, right, I've been in all these different media outlets and everything, we didn't get the fellowship. And when I jumped on with one of the uh, Echo and Green, you know, program directors, one who's responsible for selecting the fellows, you know, I asked her, I was like, you know, why didn't we get selected? And she said, honestly, we just view you all as a boxing gym. And so that's a lesson right there in category design because – um, I have not done the best job of positioning us um, in our own new lane. And the solution to that is that Courage Academy, bringing a boxing gym and small business incubator space all together under one roof. If you want to go to a boxing gym, it's got heavy bags, it's got a ring, it's got all that stuff. If you want to go to a Courage Academy, right, not only are you going to have a boxing gym, but you're going to have a space to develop uh, young entrepreneurs of color um, in a badass environment, right? It just doesn't exist, right? Mentally, people don't see the connection, so you have to make them see the connection. A lot of people that listen to this show, a lot of my peers from the Naval Academy and stuff, et cetera, they get it because at the Naval Academy, at all these different service academies, 
you know, we box, but it's about so much more than boxing. That's not the end goal. The goal is to serve our country as officers, um, you know, get out, serve in corporate America, start our own businesses and stuff, et cetera. So they've already seen that. But to the outside world, right, that doesn't come from that environment, that doesn't come from that military environment, boxing can look a little different. It looks a little barbaric. They don't really understand how it's tied to capacity building, et cetera. So we have to make them see it. And the solution, in my mind, is repositioning um, Ironbound around these Courage Academies, right? Because then what it's going to do is it's going to force a conversation and it's going to force uh, potential donors to make a choice, right? So it's like, hey, you can support this organization over here. Uh, you can sort this youth athletics, youth sports, or you can come over here and you can support us um, on this Courage Academy. And that falls in line with um, the, uh, the, the law of category. Because if you can't be first in something, set up a new category. So I'm already, you know, I've already planted the seed for this. Uh, and I talk about it in my book. But see, what I haven't done is I haven't really framed the problem. And I really hasn't, haven't introduced Courage Academies and evangelizing them. Because here's the other thing too, right? Even as much as I am a brand guy, I love telling stories. I love making people give a damn about something out of thin air. That's why I'm so passionate about what I, what I do around a brand building. But a lot of times we can over-index on branding, right? Because, you know, everyone talks about why their brand is better, why their brand is different. But people think in categories. And a better use of our time as entrepreneurs is to evangelize the category. Because when we do that, right, people are going to uh, think of us, right? It's going to be synonymous. And going back to like the Tim Ferriss, right? There's that video and there's a lot of content out there, right? Like I, I use this term content whores, right? People just puking content all day, every day on the internet. Christopher Lockhead calls it contentless marketing, but uh, contentless content. But there is some content that I constantly find myself going back to over and over again. And it's that video I referenced earlier with Tim Ferriss, where he talks about setting up a new category. It's like the first thing he says, and he references the book, uh, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, which actually led me um, to read it. And when you think about Tim Ferriss, right, even thought leaders, okay, the four-hour work week, new category. There's a lot of self-help books out there. There's a lot of personal development, you know, but when Tim Ferriss wrote um, The Four-Hour Work Week, right, he established himself in the league of his own. And you see this playing out with other thought leaders too. I forgot the thought leader, um, Mel Robbins, I think is her name. Um, she has the five second rule, right? That's an example. You think about the guy that wrote The Miracle Morning, right? That's a category, right? These niches are all around us. Um, but again, it just, it takes courage to do, right? And honestly, it goes back to be, it being a non-obvious insight. Right. We all all of us think we have better products or services. Right. We think we have this clear differentiation, but we still show up in the market, show up to the market in a way that is uh, makes us compete. We're the better solution. You know, we're more efficient here. We're yada, yada, yada. Instead of just carving out our own lane. All right. So, again, going back to I want to I want to bring this home. Right. I want you to take the time to set up your own category, okay? I've given you some books, um, Play Bigger by Christopher Lockhead. Um, who's it? Christopher Lockhead, Al Ramadan, and uh, Kevin Maney, I believe. 
Is it Dave Peterson too? I think there's one more Dave Peterson. Yeah. Check out Play Bigger. Okay. Now Play Bigger. Here's what I will tell you about Play Bigger. It's a great book for introducing category design, but it can feel overwhelming for some of you that are more small business owners. The concepts still apply, but for a lot of you, you might have to take it down like one notch because here's the deal, right? Like category is a long play. It's not a short play, right? You're trying to position yourself for the most upside. And so uh, Play Bigger is primarily targeting a lot of, you know, startups, like venture backable startups, right? Selling this idea on the, around the category and everything. But it can still apply for some of the, I don't like to say small, small e entrepreneurs, like Chris says, but just more uh, business owners that are probably below, you know, 10, $5 million and stuff, et cetera. But it still is applied. But I want you to read that book, okay? Then I want you to start uh, getting out some pen and paper, get out a Google Doc or something, and start wordsmithing some ideas to describe your new category. I talked about a potential book idea, tactical ambition, right? It's the new category. And just play around with some different things and see what resonates. Another uh, book idea I have is flawless acceleration. So I just kind of took two words together. Because here's what it is. It's an idea that you're also going to be synonymous with. So anytime you speak publicly, anytime you talk, right, people are going to um, think of you around this idea. You really just want to, like, ride that horse, right? You want to talk about it in speeches. You want to talk about it in blog articles. Talk about it on podcasts. Um, all these different things. Uh, one of my clients, uh, Freddie Kim, he's got a great podcast called Build Your A-Team. His whole thing is around um, helping business owners hire what he calls veteran 2.0s. Right. So these are veterans that have transitioned out. They've got some corporate experience. All right. And now they're going to that next level. So now they're they're not like a newly transitioned veteran. They're that veteran that's got the experience, understands how the corporate environment works, understand how businesses work. And now they're seeking that next opportunity. And that's what he's branding himself around. Right. And it's going to take some time to catch on. But again, this is how he's avoiding competing with some of these other established organizations out there like the Lucas Group and uh, some of these other ones. So come up with your idea. If you want to send it to me, I'll take a look at it. But play around um, with this category. Another one, I must give a shout out to my man, Tony Nash. Tony's got a great product called the Night Before Journal, which is badass, okay? Tony, one of the things I think we can do with that is set up a category for that journal. And this is the thing for a lot of you technology entrepreneurs that are making digital products, SaaS products, and stuff, et cetera, right? Um, your company, right, should be the product, okay? And that company, that product should be a synonymous with a particular um, category. So you think of something like, I think it's either Stripe or Square. It's like point of sale system or something like that, right? POS, okay? Category, right, for the product. And so this is your main differentiation is really what it comes down to. Um, and so think through that, Tony, if you're listening, I want you to think through that category on the night before journal. And I want all of you to think category first, branding second. Send me your ideas. I want to look at it. Um, you're going to see me write more about category design uh, in my newsletter and on my social media. Would love for you all to engage with me on there. And also, man, if y'all are getting value out of the content that I'm producing with this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you left uh, me a review on iTunes. Um, it's a great way to just build credibility for the show. 
Um, I'm really leaning into this this platform. I'm gonna do a lot more teaching. I'm putting on the hat of the professor around this stuff because I um I got I know a lot, <laughs> you know, but I gotta challenge myself to get on this platform and do these solo episodes um and deliver this content. So I'm getting better as we're going. That's why I wanted to do a follow-up to the veterans guide to category design because although that was a great like introduction for many of, of you, right? I wanted to uh attack it again just from a different angle. Um, talking about the 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 law of category from the book. Um, and maybe I'll record a video on it. So you're gonna see me just kind of constantly hammering this home because it's just a it's a non-obvious insight, right? At the end of the day, a lot of us that are listening, right, we're veterans. Um, we didn't learn, you know, the art and science of positioning products or services in a market with strong demand. We didn't learn how to create categories. I don't even know if they're teaching this in business school. For many of you that attended um so i gotta get this information out here and i appreciate y'all tuning in and listening and uh send me feedback on today's show make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at the link in the show notes i'll also include a link to that tim ferris video um that i'm fond of and uh the book the 22 immutable laws of marketing so until next time peace love and have a great rest of your week everyone dog whistle branding is brought to you by the team at ironbound media where we provide no fluff and high impact brand strategy for veteran owned businesses. We believe that audio is the future of publishing and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by the lion's pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders. We serve mission driven, high performing small business owners with at the ready resources, battle tested tools and full service support. We're proud to support veteran and other badass-owned businesses at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com.